And welcome into Heavy Hitters, everybody, here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KOR Kutztown. Jack Heim is always joined by my lovely co-host, Mitchell Smedley. Whoa. Mitch, back-to-back days. We are live here on Heavy Hitters due yes, to sir. the Monday schedule um, with the fall break happening yesterday. We did our show, and we are right back here today. So back-to-back Heavy Hitters. Yeah. Uh, still plenty to talk about as it is one of the busiest times of the year in the sports world, but so glad to be with you as always, my friend. I'm sure you're anxious because the Phil's first pitch for Game 3 set to commence in about three minutes, or less than three minutes at this point, 5.07 start time. We'll talk about everything, including Game 3 of this series. We'll take a look, expand it across the MLB. We'll talk NFL preview here, Thursday Night Football, and the rest of the week coming up on the NFL side of things. We'll give you some college football games to look at over the weekend as well. And if time permits, we would love to talk about opening night of NHL and what to look forward uh, for the rest of the week. So, Mitch, plenty to talk to. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Braves and Phillies Game 3. Earlier today, the Atlanta Braves announced Bryce Elder would be the starting pitcher for tonight's game to face off against Aaron Nola. I expect them to have A.J. Smith-Shaver waiting in the wings very, very quickly uh, and a quick leash on Bryce Elder in this game for Atlanta uh, when, it, when it comes to the pitching side of things for the Braves, uh, Mitch, what do you make of it um, You know, for the Atlanta side of things with the pitching match? We know we think Nola gives the Phillies the edge in this department. What are your thoughts there? Well, it's a tough pitching matchup for the Phillies. I mean, I saw a stat that um, some of the Phillies' best hitters are over against Bryce Elder, including Bryce Harper, including Bryson Stott. Uh, Castellanos has taken him deep twice. Uh, Brandon Marsh has found limited success. But this is a pitcher that was much better the first half of the year. Not so good since getting, a, uh, I believe, an all-star nod this season. Uh, since July, he's had an over-5 ERA, and that has continued toward the end of the season here. Unfortunately, my stream of the game has gotten cut off uh, mere minutes before it was set to begin, so that's upsetting. Ooh. But the uh, pitching matchup for the for the Phillies, uh, it's going to be a tough one. This is no cakewalk, uh, but the home field advantage, certainly real, certainly there at Citizens Bank Park. Exciting, uh, stressful uh, game shaping up for me over here, Jack. Yeah, I mean, look, the fans are certainly going to have that place rocking as they did in the wild card round and all of the playoffs last year. We know, we've already talked about it, especially yesterday, how ruckus of an environment that is down in Philadelphia and how tough it is for any opposing team, no matter how talented or how good you are coming into there. It is a tough place to play. And Nola certainly feeding off of that wild card performance uh, last time out at home, went seven innings in that game against the Marlins in game two of the sweep for the Phillies. We'll see if he can replicate that same success from the wild card round here tonight in Game 3 of the National League Divisional Series against a much more potent Atlanta Braves lineup than the Marlins one he faced about a week ago. Yeah, I mean, he's had some late-season success here. Three good starts in a row, including the clincher in the regular season and that Marlins start that you mentioned that I was in attendance for, happy to say. Um, And it's a matter of, can he keep it going? Uh, Can him and Zach Wheeler continue to be the one-two punch that this rotation needs to be successful in the playoffs? That's up for debate. In Game 3 last year, he was outstanding, allowed one run. I believe it was an unearned run as well, uh, off of an error in the field. So, Nola has experienced this exact spot before. Game 3, NLDS, tied at one apiece. I'm excited to see what he can do here and who can have that big moment. I got a bold prediction. Coming off his two-error performance, reminiscent of Hoskins uh, giving an error um, that allowed the first Braves run to score uh, in the rally in Game 2. 
uh, here in back-to-back years, I think Trey Turner plays hero this game three, much like Reese Hoskins did last year with that three-run home run and the bat spike we all remember so much. All right. Well, I have a not-so-bold prediction, but I think a guy on the other team here, the Atlanta Braves, will have a big impact, and that's Austin Riley building off of his big eighth-inning two-run home run to put Atlanta ahead in game two, as Philly fans vividly remember. But Austin Riley, I think, is going to be a huge bat in this Braves lineup, batting in the three-hole in game three. In 54 plate appearances against Aaron Nola, Riley has 21 hits, good for a 389 career batting average and a 759 slugging. 10 of those 21 hits have gone for extra bases. I think Austin Riley hits a pivotal home run yet again tonight again? in game three. I would boycott the studio. Well, I would boycott the studio. I don't know, I don't know if it'd be early. I don't know if it's going to be late. I don't know, mid-innings home run with yep. Nola, but I think Riley at some point will hit a home run tonight. By the way, want to mention, if you want to talk Phil's Braves or anything that we talk about going forward. The number to dial in, just as yesterday, 610-683-4058. I'll be grabbing your phone calls, and we will be uh, we'll be adding you to the conversation for the second time on Heavy Hitters. Great to have you along. Thanks for tuning in. Jack, it is so crazy to be here with you. The stream's back up, by the way. So it is. We shall see what goes on. Game 3 is already underway. Yep, and we've had a couple Game 3s that uh, finished up. We've had... Um, one team moving on, the one Rangers. team making it a 2-1 in the Astros. That. You're good. The Rangers with a sweep of those vaunted Orioles. Man, oh man, you win so many games as a young squad, over 100 of them as the Orioles, and you don't even win a playoff game. How do you how do you think Baltimore's feeling about their future, Jack? It's tough right now, look, for this season. Certainly a great year with the 100-plus wins in the regular season, winning the division, but this is a very young team, and I think this is a team who needed a taste of the postseason before, you know, and learned the lessons of being in the postseason because it's just, it's flat out different from the regular season in every way, shape, or form. The games are more intense. You got to be at your A game every single night. And I think it was a very important lesson for these young guys to learn against a more experienced Rangers team, especially if you look at that pitching staff, the arms they faced. Jordan Montgomery, Nate Evaldi, uh, both very, very experienced guys. And Andrew Heaney, I think, as well, was one of the guys who pitched in that series. So, again, you look at more of an experienced group versus a younger group. I think a lot of positive and valuable lessons were learned for this Orioles team. Obviously, stings to get swept in the divisional round, but I think this team will be back and better over the next couple years in the postseason. I agree. When you have young talent like that, you can always build. It's not a, uh, this is an all-in year like some of the bigger teams, like the, uh, I know the Phillies often are faced with that. The Dodgers sometimes have that look. Uh, The Nationals, certainly uh, in 2019, that team got dismantled within two years. Uh, all the all the pieces were were gone. Even the 2021 Braves, I mean, for the, sure. the opportunity just opened them up. It felt like they had to win once they got by the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have that feel with these Orioles. They'll be back, I assume, uh, year in year out for uh, for some years to come here. So bright future for them, but obviously a tough one to stomach getting swept out uh, in their own ballpark. All righty. Well, we will talk about the Astros and the Twins in just one second as we do have a message. We got a guy there. From the KUR Notebook. Attention KU community. Want KUR at your event? No problem. Go to www.kutstan.edu forward slash KUR, find live events forward slash remotes, read the reminders, and fill out the form. Our promotional director or an eboard member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks' notice to even consider your event no exceptions. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Alrighty, back in hour number one of Heavy Hitters, talking all things MLB playoffs. We talked about a little bit of important notes for the Game 3 between the Phillies and the Braves. We talked about how the Rangers have dominantly swept the Orioles out of the postseason. 
backed by some good pitching. I mentioned Nate Evaldi pitching in this series, and I think he's so huge to the Rangers in this postseason, Mitch. His career postseason stats of a 2.70 ERA. Yeah, he's been a stud. 56 strikeouts to 8 walks uh, with a .94 whip in 56 and two-thirds innings pitched in the postseason. The guy just knows how to pitch in the big moments, was pivotal for the Red Sox and their 2018 World Series team, and looking like a big part of this pitching rotation for the Rangers on their 2023 postseason run. For sure. I was actually watching some Nathan Navaldi highlights earlier today. got suggested on my feed. And, um, man, does he have ice in his veins for these big moments. You're exactly right about that. Uh, especially stats you just read off, that .59, right, whip. Um, that's nine, a huge, nine four. Oh, nine four. Well, it's still anything uh, kind of down one. below one is really impressive, especially on such a big stage when you're facing the best competition there is, the best hitters on the planet. Uh, really impressive from him, and he's going to be a big part of their success moving forward. Yes, he is. I think we, I think we are both in unison on that point. I again, we gushed about this Rangers lineup yesterday with yep. the blend of, of the youth and the experience. You know, Dolis Garcia is a guy who came along for them. He was acquired from the Cardinals a couple years back. It's just such a good trade for them. The signings of Seager and Simeon and even more young guys like Evan Carter coming up. I, I was very, very adamant about his success at just such a young age in the big leagues and such a big spot in the postseason. But really love what that kid's shown. There for Texas. So much to like. Max Scherzer and Josiah, not Josiah, he pitches for the Nationals. John Gray uh, with a possibility to return to the Rangers for the ALCS, whether it be against Houston or Minnesota, their opponent, to be determined. We'll see if either of those guys are able to go for the Rangers in the next round. But those would be two welcome additions back to the starting rotation or whether they come out of the bullpen in relief. Mitch, thoughts on any of those guys? I'm just very impressed. We talked about it. Um, Like you said, a great blend and um, really a great team moving forward. So I was a little bit distracted by the strikeout of Ozzy Albies. So... I'll keep you updated with live feed. I don't want to. I'm ahead of you on my phone. I'm I'm like just following the game. Do not spoil anything. I won't spoil anything. Nothing. Um, I'll let Mitch react and then give the score updates uh, accordingly as they happen. So. Phillies Braves game three. Oh, dude, going on right now. Right now, let's talk about Astros and Twins though. Last night, the Astros beat the Twins. Oh, come on. (laughs) Do you mind? I'm sorry. It was a pop up that fell. It's okay. 9-1, 9-1, the Astros take down the Twins, backed by a very solid performance from Jose Abreu. Two home runs, five RBIs in that game for him, the former longtime White Sox first baseman, coming over to Houston with some championship aspirations and certainly playing uh, with a World Series on his mind in Game 3 of the American League Divisional yep. Series. That ball he hit was roped, by oh, the way. Oh, that ball was smoked. That was out of there like before I could blink. Yeah, it, it was a rocket of a home run. So anyway, uh, was it what, the three-run? Uh, yes, it was one. three run by two run. Sorry, three run. two run. Yeah, oh, I thought it was three. No, he hit both. Oh, so he hit one in the ninth inning to make it a nine to one with a two run shot. Yeah, I'm talking about the one that actually like mattered and kind of set <laughs> yeah, the tone. Exactly. Yeah. So impressive stuff from uh, from Abreu there. Speaking of setting the tone, Jordan Alvarez is just such Gross. a huge piece of this Astros team. He's a, a guy loser. who really sets the tone for this lineup. Already four home runs in the postseason, the most in any postseason that Jordan Alvarez has played in, and they've only played in three games which is incredible, just showing how big of a postseason he can have for the Astros. So, I mean, obviously he's such a big part of their team. Dodgers fans look away, uh, if you remember that trade. Yikes, not so good for you. But Alvarez, such a huge piece of this Astros team. Bregman impacted this game as well with a home run of his own, a couple of RBIs. Again, these Astros, man, they just don't go away. They're back at it tonight, Game 4. Jose Urquidy against Joe Ryan, the pitching matchup 
up in Minnesota. Ryan is such an intriguing pitcher because he got off to such a good start this year but kind of tapered off as the year went on, but not good numbers against the Astros. Houston crushes him in three career starts, two of them coming this year, an 8-3-6 ERA against Houston. Um, so not good for Joe Ryan. Going to need some much better results at home tonight. But luckily for him, he is a better pitcher at home than on the road. A 3-8-3 ERA this year at Target Field. We'll see what version of Joe Ryan the Twins will get tonight in Game 4. As for Jose Urquidy, not the greatest of pitchers going on the mound. But I like the Astros lineup. I think they really build some momentum over from that 9-run outing yesterday against Sonny Gray. I think they really, really just get an uplifting uplifting you know, morale and momentum coming on the road and getting that kind of performance out of the offense. I think Houston continues that. They win in four, and they will go to meet the Rangers in the ALCS. Mitch, your thoughts there? I agree. I think they win in four. I don't think it's particularly close. Uh, Houston is just that good of a team, and they'll go uh, meet the unbeaten in the playoffs so far, Texas Rangers in a Texas versus Texas ALCS. Uh, you must be happy with what happened. I, my stream is frozen. Well, I'll give you the update anyway. What happened? Aaron Ola strikes out Marcelo Zuna nice. to get out of the inning. Let's go. Scoreless first for Aaron Ola, despite a scare. First and second, yeah. two men down. On a on a flare to left field, it, it was just no man's land, and a uh, infield uh, off the end of the bat hit uh, that just was in no man's land as well for Matt Olson. 17 so. pitches in the first inning, 13 of which going for strikes for Nola. Really? So it did not finding, feel like that. It seemed like he fell behind in most counts. Finding the strike zone early and often in this first inning. For the Phillies, they'll come to bat with Schwarber, Turner, and Harper due up in that bottom Sounds like runs half to me, of the first against Bryce Elder. We'll see if the Phillies can start off Game 3 with a bang when they come to bat momentarily. Um, but let's keep talking here, Mitch. Yeah. Astros and Twins, do you think there's any chance Minnesota wins tonight? No. I know we both agree. Well, but. tonight, I mean, maybe, but... Uh, if Look, some teams play different with their backs up against the wall. Some teams play different facing elimination. Is Minnesota... We, we honestly doubt it because they struggled to win a playoff series for two decades, but that's okay. Um, no, I think even uh, even if they somehow manage to scrape by tonight, because anything can happen in one game of baseball, right? Yes. Someone's a pitcher isn't on, a, you know, someone gets a big hit at just the right time. You never know what could happen. Um, but I think back in, in Houston for game five, I think it's just totally stacked up against Minnesota. Houston will be moving on. And I think for Minnesota, it's huge that they can win tonight because they don't want to have to use Verlander in a Game 5 because that means he's not available for Game 1 of the LCS with Game 5 setting to happen on Friday, if necessary, in this ALDS. And the ALCS getting to set, um, excuse me, getting set to start on Sunday. So that means they would have to roll out Framber Valdez in Game 1 of that series. I don't think that's the most ideal situation for Houston. They want to close that tonight. They have the series in their grasp. Uh, they don't want to let it slip away with any chance going back to Houston. Exactly. Uh, just want to mention again real quick, if you want to have any thoughts on MLB postseason, the number dial for heavy hitters, 610-683-4058. For you listeners out there, 610-683-4058. Uh, if, you, if we got any Twins fans in the house, how you feeling right yeah. now? Yeah. I doubt it. There's like five of them in the country, but that's okay. <laughs> they actually rep. They're not the Rays. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I can't get over how embarrassing that no, is for Tampa. It honestly makes me mad. Honestly makes me happy they're out of the playoffs. So... Can you imagine a crowd like that in a DS series? Yeah, it makes me mad, like for um, you know, for the players on the team. Yeah, exactly. You work your tail off to get not only to the major leagues, not only you know to a prosperous team, but to the playoffs in a, in a home stadium. No one shows up. No one cared. No remnants of a no no remnants. No um, 
semblance. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. No semblance yeah. of a home field environment, man. It's Kyle not. Schwarber about to step in the box. I'm wearing my Schwarber jersey, by the way. It is another joke for Tampa Bay. Blue and red hat. They got they got swept, bounced early by the Rangers. So good for them, by the way, going to the ALCS for the first time since 2011. Yeah. Also their last trip to the World Series where they lost to... In 2011, lost to, would that be the Cardinals? Yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah. yeah. Cardinals knocked out the the Giants and then the Cardinals. Thank you. I don't know why I had a uh, mental lapse there. Cardinals had a Cinderella run. They did. See, the Ra- that's the one the Rangers really should have won. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Neftali Feliz. Mean, that's the one, I mean, Cruz the Phillies should have won. We should have stopped Freeze. them when we had the chance. David Freeze, <laughs> you know, with that big, big triple. Was that the one where he tied it 7-7? Yes, that was that <laughs> World Series. Nice. So I love that call. Yes. Oh, Schwarber doing what he does best, swinging and missing. One of the best. Um, one of the best calls. One of the most memorable calls. Freeze has tied it. We Seven. will see, see you tomorrow night. So you know what I didn't know about the history of that call? His dad did His that. dad did the same thing. Yep. And they were actually discussing that call before uh, in the mid-innings of that broadcast. Yeah, his dad, Jack Buck, another legendary broadcaster. So, again, the uh, runs through family lines. You know Ian Eagle's son is actually a broadcaster now? Really? Yeah, he does uh, Notre Dame games. Would you say that sports oh, broadcast... the Notre Jack, Dame games. Would you say that... Um, Sports broadcasting has engulfed that family. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> so, uh, Noah, more of a college guy. I don't know if he's a Notre Dame full-time play-by-play guy, uh, but I know he does college, and I did hear him doing Notre Dame games before. Um, so, yeah, Noah Eagle, the son of longtime CBS broadcaster Ian Eagle. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Ian Eagle, not one of my favorites. I, he's okay to me. You and I disagree on a lot of broadcasts. I love Joe Davis. I think Joe Davis is very okay. You don't like him because you don't think he likes New York. I do think he has some some uh, some bias against uh, against the Mets. I do. I think it's there. I don't know about that one. So many answers have uh, bias against Philly. Joe Buck. He's calmed down recently. Yeah. I feel like Joe Buck's like a new person within like the last three years. I don't know if he did some soul searching. He's a new guy up there. This is way off topic, but that's okay. That's it's ball way three. off topic, but it's okay. You good there, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just looking at my phone real quick. Oh, All right. Nice. Well, this is going to take us to our first break of the show. When we come back, we will further discuss MLB. It's a full we got to talk. Schwarber, by the way, Jack. Full Working count. Working the Schwarber, count. So. He does this all the time. Really, I mean, you got to see some pitches, get to this bullpen. We'll talk uh, Diamondbacks Dodgers when we come back, and we'll continue to give you live updates about the Phillies and the Braves all throughout the show here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KR Kutztown. I'll take it. Schwarber just struck out from that. Uh, I grounded out to second. The okay, so Schwarber gets out. Turner's away. coming up. We'll be back. We'll see if my here on Heavy Hitters. True. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters. I'm Mitchell Smedley. That's Jack Heim. And we're sitting here, <laughs> Phillies, Braves, <laughs> NLDS oh Game 3. Jack is oh absolutely incensed. I can't. I Nowhere can't. compared to me. I open your mic. I open your mic for the for the intro to returning from the break. And I just hear, oh, because they called that a swing. Did you see that? Um, no. Well, it was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> what, Trey, Trey Turner, Turner strikes out on not a swing, but it's okay. We're talking MLB postseason. Uh, we're going to talk NFL, college football, NHL. We got a full docket today, Jack. We do. And we're going to talk to you, if you'd wish, 610-683-4058 to get involved in the conversation. That's 610-683-4058 to get on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Bingo. Jack, how we feeling? Feeling good. I'm not. 
I'm feeling good. I, I understand you're feeling anxious. You're that, feeling... that swing happened right at the right when you opened my mic. Oh yeah, the timing could not have been worse for you. So, um, but it was funny for me because I just hear a gasp and then it was more of a what. It was, I yeah, tried yeah. to refrain from yelling. <laughs> it was a what. <laughs> and I, I threw my hands in the air. I leaned back. Like you just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the butterflies fly away, man. Not in my head like, yeah. All righty. Let's move on. Dodgers D-backs. We'll give you a quick, a quick uh, preview of that game. 2-0 series lead for the Diamondbacks, if you are unaware. Taking it to the Dodgers, man. Yeah. Embarrassing. The Dodgers, like I said, world-class extraordinaire chokers in the postseason. <laughs> Yeah, man, I don't know what it is. absolutely awful. The pitching just has not shown up for the Dodgers. Between Bobby Miller and Clayton Kershaw, we mentioned yesterday, two, ah! two combined innings uh, between those two in games one and two of the LDS series. They had a game three tonight. Lance Lynn on the mound, a very veteran pitcher. A lot of experience for him. Got him from the White Sox at the trading deadline. He's going to need to have a big start tonight. They have rookie Ryan Pepio waiting for him to back him up. Uh, but for the Diamondbacks, Brandon Fott goes on the mound tonight. He I pitched that name. in Game 1 of the Wild Card Series against the Brew Crew in that back-and-forth showdown where Arizona won it 6-3. to three. So we'll see what Fott is able to give the Diamondbacks tonight. Obviously, Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen going in Games 1 and 2. We'll see if you know how long Fott can go um, and who would be you know the long relief guy if he gets bounced in this game early. Again, just what do we get out of these starters tonight? That's my question. I don't know. You know, both of these guys are very capable of going deeper into the game, but both of these guys are also capable of getting shelled and getting, you know, relieved early in the game for for a different option for the bullpen. I think with the Dodgers having just such a a difficult road, being down 2-0, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman really need to get going for this Dodgers lineup, and Mookie doesn't really hit too well on the road, so I'm really not feeling these signs of optimism on the Dodgers' side. I think they'll take tonight, but they'll lose tomorrow. Uh, lose in Game Four, and I'm going out on a limb saying the Dodgers are going to win. Like, yeah, that's tough. I, I, like, I that's think tough. The, I think the Cardinals shock everybody and get a sweep here, man. I'm just looking at. I it. think the Cardinals. I don't would like shock either everybody. pitcher, and I think these Cardinals hitters. I'm, I'm saying Cardinals. I think the Cardinals would shock everybody here, considering they were one of the worst <laughs> teams in baseball. Considering they're not playing and missed the playoffs. I'm sorry, dude. Having two Cardinals, like one in baseball, one in football, is just brutal on the mind. Uh, having these Diamondbacks hitters be so much more rounded into form right now than these Dodger hitters. And they're back home. I think these. I think the Arizona fans are going to be rowdy for this. Yeah, game. man, a chance they're to excited. close it One out. win away from the NLCS for yeah. the first time in you know since 2007, and this is their first home game of the playoffs. Yeah, I, of course they're going to be rowdy. It's going to be a packed Chase Field. That swimming pool is going to be filled with people. Yeah, could you imagine watching a game in that? Oh my, that's insane. You have to rent that out. So, yeah, you do. Gotcha. I would love to do that. That though. would be that's like bucket list stuff. Right oh there. yeah. Uh Chase Field, home of uh the JT Romuto cycle. First cycle in Philly's history since David Bell in two thousand four. Ah. Yeah. There you go. Good memories there. That's it? Jack's silent. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. that's it. I didn't know if there's anything. Bryce else Harper's a loser. So <laughs> also worth noting. Wow. That's it's true. When you look at it. Six one oh, six eight three. Forty fifty eight. If you if disagree, you, I was about to say that. <laughs> I just to say if you disagree. Yeah. So. He struck out in the first inning. Phils go one two three. They're By the done. way, I want to take this time. Thanks to everyone who called on yesterday's show. Yeah, that was awesome. Very much appreciated. Um, Special shout out to Ryan from New Jersey. Yeah, Ryan from New Jersey needs to get some more love. Yeah, man. Um, and if you know, my you know. favorite caller. 
Well, I, I had a lot of favorite callers, but one that stuck out to me was Sal from Washington. I think Steve from Massachusetts really threw his hat in the ring for one of the best callers. He the dropped show. the no. What are you talking? He <laughs> dropped the ball. He was talking to the twenty second delay radio. <laughs> oh, I know that was so funny. That was hilarious. That was so funny. You know, I think Sal and Mike, they're they're interconnectedness there. You can't like have just, one without the other. No, like, no. They're, it's they're like, like a they're like peanut butter and jelly. It's like you and me, Jack. Yeah, you could say that. So. Yeah, so great callers. Also, Ruben. Ruben was a tremendous caller. Ruben um, was a tremendous caller. John from Schnecksville, he was coming at me. He was our first caller. Shout out to him. And uh, Josh in Kutztown. Can't yeah. forget. Josh and KU. <laughs> bringing up the Wheeler situation. A lot of stuff that we touched upon, but we love Boom, bringing throw. up our main points nice. of the um, you know main points of the recaps, main points of the previews, yeah. uh, and everything else in between there. Yep. We got to move on, Jack. We got to get through these topics. Jack's vigorously typing on that keyboard over here, searching up the traffic report we're going to get to in just one second. Yeah. Am well, I right? Actually, you you are right on the money with that. Oh, we're yeah. going to do it now. Okay. Nearing the 30 minute mark of hour number one, we're getting an updated traffic report for all of those who may be driving right now, as it is rush hour. So we'll be back in 30 seconds here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Don't go anywhere. No accidents in the Lehigh Valley on 22 or 78, Berks County on 222 or 422, Schuylkill County on 209 or 309, Carbon County on 248 or 443 or on the Turnpike. The 69 News Traffic Center tip line is 610-820-1111. That's the latest from the 69 News Traffic Center. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack Heim, as always, with Mitchell Smedley. He's very tuned in on the Phillies game. I'm amped up right now. Top half of the second inning. 0-2 count out. on Eddie Rosario. Yes. One away, nobody on. Nola. Only, uh, actually, I'm not going to say the pitches because yeah. I'm ahead of you. So Please I don't. not spoil that. Uh, but Nola, so far, so good. We'll see if that can continue. All righty. Well, let's keep moving on here, Mitch. Yeah, buddy. You want to talk about the NFL? I would love to talk about the NFL and all of the exciting matchups we have this week. Oh, so many good ones to choose from. I mean, I don't even know where to get started. Uh, Let's just go to Thursday night, and it's going to be ugly. Yeah, it's not going to be tune-in worthy. It's the Denver Broncos traveling to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City favored by 10.5 in this game. Think that line's a little bit too low. It's way too low. They're going to cover by, they're going to cover and then some. I think I mentioned yesterday's, I did mention a lot on yesterday's show. If you have Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco in fantasy, yeah. start him. He will go off. Uh, Going to have a big-time game, I think, in you my heard opinion. It here first. Don't put Thursday night players in your flex spot, by the way. Just as a uh, critical reminder from, from me. Anyway, yeah, give me the Chiefs to win, Chiefs to cover. This offense is going to go crazy. Hope Travis Kelsey doesn't go too crazy in this game. You playing against um, him? Playing against him in fantasy. So I have to check our uh, our KUR league because I'm playing against you, and I have not looked at it in like a week. I haven't looked at it uh, since Sunday. So, I haven't looked at it since Sunday. That's a stupid call. That was a strike. All righty. Anyway, any th- any other thoughts on Chiefs-Broncos, Mitch, or are we um, going to move on? Chiefs are going to go crazy. I'm tired of the Taylor Swift talk. Like, really tired of it. Um, Broncos, just a rough season for them, man. Yeah, another one. So I expect a lot of changes there, whether that be on the field, uh, with some staff, front office maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, but there's going to be change there. You know, it's going to happen either in season or during the all- upcoming offseason. Um, on well that upcoming, we've still got a ways to go till that, but I guess uh, it's the upcoming off season. Yeah, it is the upcoming the off season. One. But I said, um, I don't know if I said the upcoming off season or 
Actually, I think I did. I don't know. I'm, I'm just overthinking it at this point. If you want to get thoughts on anything, dial 610-683-4058, whether that be MLB, NFL, uh, whatever's on your mind. We'll, we'll take your call, get you on the air, get your thoughts. Again, we love to chit-chat. We do. 610-683-4058 to call in to KUR, heavy hitters. All righty, Mitch. Let's move on to the Sunday games. Let's go international series for the third straight week. It's Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens taking on Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. I should really more so say Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans <laughs> because he's the first and probably only person you think of when it comes to that team. Very with all, accurate. With, with all due respect to the Titans. Um, anyway, Baltimore's favored by four in this game. I think they're going to be angry after a rough loss against the Steelers. I like the Ravens to win, Ravens to cover. They're favored by four. I think Lamar's going to have a solid game, much to, much to my dismay, playing him in fantasy football. Um, Titans, uh, look, again, can they get enough out of this offense? The defense is there, but the offense, man, it's just it doesn't do it for me. Big week for DeAndre Hopkins last week, going up over 140 yards in that showdown against the Colts. I don't know. I don't. Don't think a similar result is in store in this week against a better Ravens defense than the Colts secondary is. So give me the Ravens to win. Bounce back effort. They go to 4-2 and two with the win. I got the Ravens as well. Uh, I don't think it's that close. Um, the Ravens have trouble putting people away. And the Philly fans are irate about something. Um, looks like it's the end of an inning. So I'm not sure what I missed there, but I read about something. My 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 screen just unfroze. Maybe about Orlando Arcia. Maybe. Did you see what he said after game two? No. He was uh, jabbing at Harper from his double off mistake. Oh, I did when he was walking in. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, I saw that. Ha ha ha! Attaboy Harper. Attaboy Harper. Yeah. So I don't maybe. know. I feel like if everybody to be trash talking, it shouldn't be Orlando. So Arcia. I'm not sure if the Phillies fans were booing something on the field or if like a Braves. I thought I saw a Braves helmet like tumbling about as if someone slammed it down in Probably disgust him after he struck out. Probably did he strike out? Well, that's beautiful. Love it. Yes. So they were fired pitches. up at him and. Uh, Phillies will have, I believe it's Bohm, Real Muto, Castellanos. Two scoreless innings on only 30 pitches for Nola, four strikeouts. Yeah. Very good start to the game for him. Well, Zach Wheeler had six strikeouts through two innings last time. It's it's all about when does Rob Thompson take out Aaron Nola today. That's the big question in my mind because Nola gives you these solid innings. When and can, then, uh, And then there's the blow-up. You know also, what I mean? when slash if uh, the Phillies can get to Bryce Elder. It's, it's an if in my mind because, I mean— this, it's this guy's first postseason start. Is he yeah. one of these guys that comes alive? Like like we just talked about, Nathan Navalny is outstanding postseason First inning stats. looked pretty good. Yeah, he, 17, looked, he looked 17 really pitches, sharp. two strikeouts. Looked Didn't look really like sharp. he had to go through any of the jitters. They're playing your favorite song, Jack, that uh, California in the city. Oh, it's not my favorite song, but I do like it. You do like it. I so. do like the song. But, yeah, sorry. Uh, totally derailed us from our NFL discussion. It's okay. Uh, I think, um, yeah, the, the Ravens. Look, they're not going to get embarrassed by two substandard teams in a row. Um, plus the Colts. Who are you calling substandard? Uh, the Steelers. The if it wasn't already be, clear, might be might be the offense is substandard, but that defense is elite. defense is elite. But you need to score points in this league. You do. I'm not a believer in the Steelers. But uh, give me the Ravens quite comfortably. It's a revenge game after how that game ended last week uh, against Pittsburgh, allowing the big touchdown, allowing the blocked punt. The list goes on. The interception. Uh, you know, it all it all spiraled on them, and I expect them to get back on the horse against a very inferior Tennessee Titans. All right, let's go down to Atlanta talking about Chris's team, the Atlanta Falcons. As Chris in Georgia, set. awfully awfully quiet so far today. Yeah, awfully quiet. He might be stressing a little bit too. Get setting. Oh my goodness. Six one zero six eight three forty fifty eight. Uh, Chris, <laughs> getting George. set to host the Washington Commanders, trying to bounce back from that 
disgusting Thursday night loss against the Chicago Bears. Uh, meanwhile, for the Falcons, coming off a last-second win against the Texans with a Youngway Koo field goal uh, with two seconds to go in that game. Falcons favored by two and a half. Desmond Ritter actually looked like a capable quarterback last week, uh, getting those tight ends heavily involved. Johnny Smith early. Kyle Pitts getting more and more involved as the game went on. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking, I'm looking to see more of that out of this Atlanta offense. Kyle Pitts can be just such a good pass catcher for this team, but they don't know how to utilize him, but they finally put him in a good position last week uh, to get some catches and actually look like a, a very, very capable wideout, you know, albeit at the tight end position. I don't love these wide receivers, but I think Kyle Pitts needs to have more of a role in this offense. We've all gushed about B. John Robinson. Very good running back. Solid O-line for the most part. Uh, and that defense looks looks very, very solid. Some veteran acquisitions in the secondary, including Jesse Bates as a as a safety there for them. All of this being said, I'm going to just go with the Falcons to win and Atlanta to cover. Is this game being played in Atlanta? Yes. Okay. That's why I'm going say, the Falcons. Yeah. The um, Have you seen the stats on Desmond Ritter away versus home? It's shocking. He's one of the... He's an upper-tier quarterback at home so far, uh, but away he's just falling off a cliff with his numbers. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. When you look at it. Um, Bijan Robinson really rounding into one of the good young playmakers of this league. Um, Washington Commanders, not a good football team. Anyone can score on that defense, including the Atlanta Falcons, and the Falcons' defense is uh, good enough, unbelievable, to uh, hold the Washington Commanders at bay. Elders got that stuff moving so far today. Let me tell you, it's changing uh, plane. It's it's coming in fast, uh, falling away from righties. It's really it's really moving all over the place so far. He strikes out Boehm. Um Yeah, give me the Falcons. Although they burned me last time I picked them against the Lions. Give me the Falcons to beat the Washington Commanders. Alrighty, let's go to probably one of the better on paper. 1 o'clock matchups, and it's the Seattle Seahawks, the 3-1 and Seahawks coming off of a bye week, well-rested, going on the road to play a reinvigorated Cincinnati Bengals team who looked a lot better offensively out in the desert last week against Arizona. That burrow to chase connection was as strong as ever. Uh, looked like they were back at their LSU days with the type of day they both had uh, last Sunday at the one of the 4 o'clock games, but back at 1 p.m. and back at home are the Bengals, favored by 2.5 in this game. Spoiler alert, I'm taking the underdog. Give me the Seahawks to win. I'm still not convinced. They did it against the Arizona Cardinals. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> Different animal this I don't week. think that's going to roll over. Give me the Seahawks to win. Uh, and, and, you know, minus 2.5 for the Bengals. That's out the window for me. Give me the Seahawks to win. I like this offense. Kenneth Walker, a, a very solid running back for them. Man alive. Man Kenneth alive. Walker is going to have a pretty <laughs> solid day, I think. You would think. And, yeah. Any, any, any is T. Higgins playing in this game? I'm not sure. That's an interesting uh, injury situation. Uh, with his absence, it seemed like they got the Burrow-Chase connection uh, going once again. That seems to be renewed and vibrant. Um, yeah, the Seahawks, they have a, a very good passing attack, some uh, good ground attack, as you mentioned. Um, Geno Smith, a competent quarterback. Can we do anything? Uh, I don't know. Something's telling me the Bengals have figured something out. What's their record currently? Two and three. Two and three. So Again, they had a start last still year. Still under five hundred. Two. They started right, I remember last that. year. Lost to the Cowboys. And went to the uh, AFC title game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but they lost yeah. to Kansas City again. So, um, for me, look, I think they'll get it figured out. But I, I this is a tough game for them. Uh, yeah. Let me look at T. Higgins, see if he's practicing. Limited on Wednesday okay. with a rib injury, so, so we'll see. I'd say trending toward playing. I would playing. lean towards playing, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think not playing 100%. But I think Jamar Chase is just one of those elite 
elite receivers in this league. I think Burrow has has found something there. I get that it was the the Cardinals, but they've been playing everyone tough so far this year. I mean, they lost Look, by Burrow's not healthy, not fully healthy. Anyway. Not fully, no. I think the Seahawks are more capable of getting a pass rush than the Cardinals are. And Absolutely, that's where the problems lie. When Burrow started to get hit, especially against the Titans, looked very, very uncomfortable and couldn't rebound. So for me, I, I think the Seahawks defense plays a little bit more of a factor. Um, I don't think the Bengals look as bad as they did in those first couple losses. I think they're able to still get some offense generated, but man, I, I don't know. I can't fully yeah. buy into this team with a unhealthy you talk burrow. Me into it, buddy. You talked me into it. I'm taking Seahawks in a close game, four or less. Seahawks by four or less. Seahawks by a field goal. Nice. All righty. Well, that'll take us to our final break of hour number one. When we come back, we will continue to roll through the NFL slate for this week six. Already week six, Mitch. Hard to believe how fast the NFL regular season is going. Here. I know. Um, and then hour number two has NHL talk on the docket and college football for week seven. So, man, both the football seasons flying by. Still plenty more to talk about here in Heavy Hitters. Hour number one on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Hour number one of heavy hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KOR Kutztown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. We're rolling on talking all things NFL. We'll chime in and give you updates about game three of the NLDS between the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies currently going on at Citizens Bank Park right now. I'm sure many of those who are listening are watching the game while you're listening or if you're not and here for your live updates. Thank you very much. Also, you can call in, give your thoughts guy there. on baseball or football, whatever you want to talk about, by dialing 610-683-4058. Again, that's 610-683-4058. Mitchell Smedley. Yo. Are you amped up? I, I'm I'm really, really stressed right now. <laughs> the Phillies don't I'm have sure a base want. runner yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both these, um, <laughs> both these offenses. Embarrassing. Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> That's enough out of you. Um, I'm sorry. The I'll offenses. Just, never mind. I can't say that. The, yeah. Jeez, watch yourself, pal. I'm sorry. So I, Luckily, I'm right next to our You asked friend. if I'm amped up. So. So. <laughs> I did. I guess I put myself in that precarious situation. Yeah. Anyway, we are talking about... 683 if you want to come chat with us. This guy. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seahawks, Bengals, we both gave our pick. We're going with the upset. We were both going with the Seattle Seahawks on the road to take down the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's move on to an AFC South showdown between the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we have our first caller of the day. I'll let Mitch do what he's got to do. Uh, give my brief thoughts quickly on this game. Indianapolis, we'll see the status of Anthony Richardson for this week. I don't think he'll be playing, so I think it's going to be Gardner Minshew yet again going out as the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and again, we mentioned on the Tuesday show with Steichen and uh, Richardson's connections, as we are going to get. We got Rob from New Jersey on the line. Rob from New Jersey. What do you got? Hey, guys. It's actually Ryan from New Jersey. I called yesterday. Oh. I just wanted to get my lock of the week. Lock of the week, Ryan. How are we doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I said Rob. I'm doing great. Right. How are you guys? Oh, uh, we're doing good. <laughs> Ryan? Ryan, you there? Ryan. G is ready for a little revenge game, as well as Jacoby Myers. So I will even go a little bit further and say Jimmy G, two-plus touchdowns, Jacoby Myers, revenge touchdown, and the Raiders to beat the Patriots. Okay, Raiders to take down New England. Man, we've talked a lot about the Patriots these last couple of days. Uh, a couple callers yesterday talking about the Patriots. But Ryan's lock of the week, Jimmy G, revenge game against his former team in the Patriots, where he started his entire career. And Jacoby Myers to get a revenge game touchdown as well. Ryan, thanks for your input. Thank we appreciate you, it, buddy. Sorry for messing up your name there. Yeah, Mitch, come on. I'm sorry. I'm multitasking here, Jack. 
All good. All good. Love you guys. Great show you guys got. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Ryan. Goodbye, Ryan we from appreciate New Jersey. You. Get back to New Jersey with your potholes. <laughs> okay. Just roasting the state of New Jersey. Ronald Acuna with a dumb double. Oh, oh boy. Second time through the order. Are you watching something ahead of me? Uh, given some problems. No, I'm I'm not actually. I okay. was actually looking at the NFL schedule before you said that. Oh. Uh, but now I'm scrolling back to see if anything happened. Don't uh, say it. And I won't say no it. No voice Why do you think I'm going to spoil it? Uh, oh, my goodness. So, um, anyway, let's get back to the NFL. We were One talking about the Colts Braves, RBI and the single. Aaron Nola is absolute garbage, and I can't believe that we have to pitch him as the second man in our stupid rotation every single time. He looks great. He looks fabulous. And then all of a Fabu- sudden, fabulous. it's just a blow-up inning. A blow-up inning. Oh, and look at the whoop-de-doo. Phone, we the, got a phone call. The phone is ringing off the hook here. We were talking about the Colts and Jaguars before Mitch goes on his tirade. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, you can't be saying that. We're going to roast me. Just so Mitch, I'm going to separate this from Mitch. We value every single one of our callers here on KUR. Whoever that was, feel free to call back. Who is going on a rant of fury. Yeah, 610 He's going on a tirade about Aaron Nola. But man, oh man, what are we doing here, Mitch? It's ridiculous. It's one nothing. I'll be singles in Acuna. I don't feel Bonita anymore. <laughs> do you or do you not feel I do bonita? not. <laughs> I'm upset. We don't even have a base runner, and they've scored. Uh, by the way, I don't know why I said Anthony Richards is going to be in. He's on IR, so it is going to be is Minshew. I didn't say he's in. I said he might be in. He's not in. He's on injured reserve. So Minshew's going to be the quarterback for the next four weeks in that game. I like the Jags, though, real quick. Uh, they're, they're favored by four. Let's All right. Get, let's get our next caller on the line. For lock. that, we got John from Schnecksville, and I know I didn't mess that one up. No, no, you didn't mess it up at all. I'll tell you one thing. Mitch, take a deep breath. It's only one run, my friend. All right? It but feels like five. I called, because, I called because Ryan from New Jersey is a little delirious, apparently. He is a little delirious. Everybody knows Jimmy G better than Jimmy G. It's Bill Belichick. So, although the Patriots have had their struggles, let's be honest with ourselves here, they really need to get something going, and I think they're going to do that against the Las Vegas Raiders, and I think they're going to find a win against against the Raiders. Wow, so we have... I'm with you on this, John. Second bowl take, if Saquon comes back this week, the Giants take down the Bills in the shocker of the season. Wow, wow. Love your show, guys, and uh, look forward to listening to the rest of it. Well, thank you, John, from Schnexel. We appreciate your input on both the Patriot-Raider game and the hot take about Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Going to bring the Giants a win? Wow. Against the Bills on Sunday night? I don't know about all that. Yeah, it's, that sounds like a lot of rah-rah, but I yeah. do appreciate <laughs> it you does sound like a lot trying of to calm me down there. I'll tell you what, though, John. It's just after you lose the momentum of the series, it was so important for the Phillies to get on the board first, and John has quickly ditched us there. It's yeah, okay. I knew he hung up. I was <laughs> like, I, I don't think he's there. So Yeah. Um, anyway, but, real quick, before I let you get back to your point, I do have a message sure. from the KUR Notebook. KUR has got a lot of history behind it, from its inception as WKSC and WRKU to the reboot in 2005 to now. KUR History has gotten you covered. And if that interested you, go ahead and give KUR History a follow over on Instagram at KUR History and uncover the lore behind this long-running station. This message of community interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KUR already. We lore, Jack. We I do. Suppose, yeah. I, I, th- I think we do. You know, by the way, the Phillies recorded another out. Austin Riley with a line drive right in the gap. Rojas got a good ju- uh, jump on it, though, in right center. It could have been 2 nothing. 
with a runner on second and one out, but uh, Rojas with a good defensive play. <sighs> this is not looking good, Jack. Not looking promising with Matt Olson at the plate. All righty, let's get through these NFL games, though, uh, at least most of them real quick. Colts-Jags. How is that not a strike? I don't understand. Colts-Jags, four-point favorite Jacksonville. I went with Trevor Lawrence uh, and a healthy quarterback here uh, to get the win at home. Get uh, No, they beat the Colts the first time around. I don't know why I said a little bit of revenge. Uh, it's not the Texans that they're trying to get revenge no. against. So, anyway, uh, give me the Jags to win. Jags minus four, they're going to cover. I think this is another big-time week for this Jags offense. I think Trevor Lawrence builds off his 300-plus game from a week ago against the Bills. What are your thoughts, Mitch? My thoughts. Not are, on the Phillies. Give me your thoughts. I'm on going to. My game. thoughts are that uh, I think you got some very good ground games in both of these offenses here. Um, I have question marks on both defenses, um, and I think that it comes down to quarterback play because of that. You have a backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew with the absence of Anthony Richardson, and you have on the other side... Um, Trevor Lawrence. I forgot his name for a second time this week. That's fantastic. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is the superior quarterback. I don't think it's particularly close in that department. I think the score is fairly close. Uh, give me the Jags by a touchdown in this divisional matchup. All righty. You Let's underestimated me. Let's keep it rolling here. Panthers, Dolphins, Miami at home. Not even close. 13 and a half win favorites. Ooh. Doesn't matter if they have uh, Devin Achan or not. They're going to win. Dolphins to win. Dolphins to cover. Cover by a lot. Uh by, probably by about 24 points. Okay. That's where we're going here. Uh, final couple 1 p.m. games. We have three more to get through. Vikings and Bears. No Justin Jefferson. He's been placed on IR. Out for a minimum of four weeks. Jordan Addison, the rookie, takes over as the top wideout in this Minnesota offense. K.J. Osborne gets thrusted into that wide receiver two role. We'll see if T.J. Hawkinson gets a little bit more involved. Uh, I think he will with the absence of Jay Jettas here in this Viking offense. Can they get any run game consistently established with Alex Madison and Cam Akers, the duo there? Conversely for the Bears, trying to build up that Thursday night win. The offense has looked good the past two weeks. They don't play a great defense in Minnesota. They're at home. Give me the Bears to pull the upset. Justin Fields, DJ Moore, roll over their production from a week ago. Not saying DJ Moore goes for 230 yards again, but I think this duo is finding some rapport there. Give me the Bears to win. Wow. I, yeah, I think DJ Moore has some chemistry there with Justin Fields. Uh, but I still think... Uh, I just I struggle to pick the Bears whatsoever. I know I don't. I'm not I, going to. I'm going to pick the Vikings. Don't I think have they confidence. Figure it out um, with the offensive weapons there. They're Hawkinson, one and four, Addison. and now without Justin Jefferson, it's I understand going to Bears. that, but it's the Bears. Uh, give me the Vikings. I. Uh, that's a strike. Nice. I just can't pick the Bears in this situation. Too many question marks. Too weak of a defense. Um. Yeah, I think the Vikings should win this. Vikings won it. Diggs sideline touchdown unbelievable oh man we sure do know how to have a good time on the show don't we we do it's all about having fun the pitch oh come on man alrighty final two 1pm games the 49ers the undefeated and league's best team San Francisco 49ers 40 winers travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns San Fran favored by a touchdown going into this game Browns coming off of a bye. They're a little bit more well-rested. Should have Deshaun Watson back for this game, I think. I'm going to double-check here just so I don't look like a fool again. He's questionable. Didn't practice today with that right shoulder injury, so maybe they won't have Deshaun Watson. I don't know. Does it matter? I'm going the 49ers to win this game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as dominant. Actually, maybe it could be. I don't know. This team is really, really good. They're a stacked team. But Niners to win. You know what? Why not? Niners to cover. Anything else? Ozuna strikes out. Oh, does he? Yep. I'm behind him on a full count pitch with two on and two out. Well, 
Sorry. Wow, I wonder what's going to happen. Uh, no, I got the 49. I, I so badly want to pick this as an upset of the week, uh, but I'm not going to. The roster is stacked. Cleveland is not. Um, yeah, give me give me the 49ers to stay unbeaten. Nice, he struck him out. We're heading to the By the way, the it was a 2-2 count. <laughs> oh, I thought it was full. No. Oh, well, we're out of the bottom of the third. Uh, Philly's still looking for a base runner down one nothing. But that concludes the 1 o'clock slate, right? I got uh, the Niners. Saints-Texans oh. is the final one. Ooh, they're playing Zach Brown band. Saints favored by one and a half in this game. The Saints defense an impressive performance, shutting out the Patriots last week. As for the Texans, a uh, very passive offensive play calling the second half of that game. Yeah. A uh, lot of runs, and I don't know why because they don't really do it that particularly well. I think they should really be more aggressive with C.J. Stroud in this passing game. He hasn't thrown an interception yet as a rookie. The longest streak stretch ever. I was in between stretch and I streak I thought Stroud there. threw an interception week one. Oh, no. maybe that was Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce Young's Young. thrown a lot of those. Was Stroud the one that his first career pass was complete to himself? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was a crazy play. That was C.J. Stroud. Mariota to the goal line. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget that play. I was <laughs> yeah. at my grandma's house that play, actually. Was I was Chief, at my dad's house. Yeah, Chiefs-Titans. Yeah. Uh, the pass got batted down, and Mariota caught it, dove to the pile and in for the end zone. AFC wild card game. I, I will never forget the 2016? fumble that was not with all the voice cracks. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Oh, my goodness. That but, play will forever be remembered. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the Texans to open this up with C.J. Stroud. Um Man, the bra- uh, not the, the Saints Braves. defense the Saints. is so good. Yeah, they're Give very good, though. So, I think I'm also going to go New Orleans. Mm, no. No, I'm going to trust this rookie, have a big win upset here. Upset of the week? Yeah. What's the spread on this? Minus one and a half. That's not an upset. No, no. So. Give me the Texans in this close. Almost pick them. Well, I guess your upset of the week can be New England because you already picked them. Did I? So, yeah, you said I agree with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I so, agreed with the call. I guess we'll just give our uh, 405 game picks uh, with the Patriots and the Raiders. I'm going Las Vegas. I don't trust this this New England team at all. Their offense is absolute. Whoa. I mean, they're, they're garbage. Whoa. They're garbage. Um, that's actually what I was going to say. I don't know why I stopped. Uh, I wasn't I actually going to say an expletive there. They, look, this offense is garbage. They're, they're terrible. They are atrocious. One of the worst in the league. I think this this offense is even worse than Pittsburgh somehow. I, I don't understand how that's even fathomable to me, <laughs> but it is. It's so stagnant. It, it's terrible. Raiders saver by three. Give me the Raiders. Uh, my upset of the week was the Seahawks, I guess, because okay. the Eagles are two and a half. The Raiders yeah. are three. It's not much of an up. I'm thinking like upset is like six points or The problem greater. is any of the teams who are heavily favored, I don't trust their opponents to beat them. You don't have to have an upset of the week each week. So that's I didn't last week. Yeah. So. I, I don't think it's not like an every week thing. Sometimes I exactly. try it, though. Alrighty, well, that is going to take us to our hourly break, hour number one, in the books, whole nother hour ahead here on this Wednesday edition of Heavy Hitters, rolling on to the MLB playoffs, giving you live updates of Phillies Braves, we're talking all things NFL, we'll recap, we will, not recap, we will finish up predicting the NFL schedule for the weekend ahead, move on to NHL talk, early in hour number two, and then college football ahead, it's probably to take us the rest of the way, stay tuned here for hour number two, Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K-U-R, Kutztown. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim, here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Talking all things sports, baseball. We talked some football. We're going to continue our football discussion. We'll get to college football. Uh, That's going to be an out at first. Nick Castellanos has tied the ball game in game three of the NLDS with a solo home run to left field to lead off the bottom of the third. Brandon Marsh followed with a single. And now two outs, runner on second, Trey Turner coming to bat. Chance to give the Phils the lead here. Jack, how are we feeling halfway through? Feeling good. Um, is, this, is this the electric atmosphere you hoped for? 
Yeah, it was, it's pretty good. Got our new member Shay in the building. Shay, how we feeling so far? We're doing great. We're doing great, she says. All right, nice. Jack, nice. Where are we going next? Four o'clock slate. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep it going with the four p.m. games here. Let's go on down to Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers coming off a bye. (laughs) (laughs) The Lions go on down to Tampa. Four and one versus three and one. It's crazy. Not the records I thought these teams would have. Not at all. Well, more so the Buccaneers. Yeah, Yeah. the Lions four and one. I, I it's much more you know it was much more foreseeable than the Buccaneers being three and one heading into Week Six. Lions three and a half point favorites. Possibly no Jameer Gibbs in this game. We'll see about Amon Ross St. Brown, the Sun God, the status of him. You know what he is dealing with right now. Again, both guys questionable for this game. Uh, Amon Ross practiced limited capacity for that abdomen injury today. Um, so I th- again we'll see. Limited doesn't always mean playing, but I think since Amon Ra wasn't ruled out, I think till late last week, I think it's a much more you know much more plausible scenario for him to play. For Jameer Gibbs, he probably won't know. He said until Friday if he's healthy enough to just to suit up for this game. I think the Lions are going to side on the you know err on the side of caution with their with their young rookie running back being the twelfth overall pick. I think they'll keep him out of this game, and David Montgomery will be the workhorse yet again. Uh, for, for Detroit, ultimately though, I'm going with the Detroit Lions to get the road win. Detroit being five and one, what world are we living in? But yes, this Lions team is good enough to do that. Detroit is going to be five and one after a win in this game. Mitch could not agree with you more, Jack. They got the playmakers. Uh, they got the real quarterback, in my opinion. I don't think Baker's good. <laughs> He's having a good start. I got yeah. to give him credit where credit's due. Baker's off to a really good start in but Tampa. we're getting into that middle part of the season where teams start to figure these other teams out. This is why you have to let the NFL kind of coagulate. It's my favorite word. You love dude. using I that word. Love you that love word. coagulate, dude. It's Turner almost a alive. little bit. Um, yeah, but I think that there's kind of being a book developed on the Buccaneers. By the way, so far the only team to beat these Buccaneers, you're Philadelphia Eagles. Got to represent. Um, give me the Lions, though. I think they are the superior team in pretty much any facet of the game. Aiden Hutchinson, I know one game he went off with some kind of injury. Is he back? Is he all right? Who? Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, I think he's okay. Yeah, he'll roll up on you, folks. Uh, he's a he's on. a playmaker. Ball three. Nice. Um, yeah, so give me uh, give me the Lions. The, De- the Detroit Lions to beat up on the Buccaneers, man. That's what you got? Yep. By the way, 610-683-4058. Chris in Georgia, if you want to talk about that Castellanos home run. <laughs> I think Chris would uh would no, I shouldn't call not. him out. Look, I'm not trash talking whatsoever anymore after what just happened to me on uh in game two. Bryce Harper, I think, is gonna ground out here. That didn't happen, by the way. I know I'm ahead of you. No play! But um first and third. Two outs. Did you see something that I didn't? No, no, no. no. Okay, I please said, don't I, I spoil. Said, I said I think Harper's going to ground out here. I will have you know, Jack. Yeah? There was once a game three of the NLDS in Philadelphia where in the bottom of the third, one, runs, run, one run was scored followed by a three-run home run by the Phillies last year. That was uh, in a game where the Braves hadn't scored yet. There's one run on the board for the Braves so far here. Is it lining up for Bryce Harper to play Reese Hoskins? Is he going to be Reese Hoskins for Halloween right here? We'll see. We shall We shall see. see. All that to be decided and more. Let's get to our next NFL game. 
Let's do it, buddy. Let's do it. Okay, keep going through the 4 p.m. slate. Last two 4 p.m. games, Cardinals traveling to take on the Rams. Give me the Rams to win. I like this offense. Uh, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup back. He looked really good last yes, week against did. the Eagles. Puka Nakua continues to be a factor in this passing game. They just dealt Van Jefferson, by the way, to Atlanta. Trade, yeah. To Atlanta. Interesting deal there. So the Falcons get another guy out wide. A guy who didn't really find his, you know, showed a couple flashes in L.A., never really found his footing there. Uh, but now he's going to Atlanta. Maybe a new opportunity for him on uh, a career resurgence. Possibly. We shall see there. I don't know about that. Uh, I, 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 look, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible. Know, they're, they're, Stranger things possible. have Exactly. Happened. You know, um, yeah, the Cooper Cup thing is weird. You look at his final stats; you're like, "That's pretty good." Five of his catches came on the opening drive, though. Um, so without that drive, you know, it's like, "What did you really do?" Uh, still a very good player, rounding into form. That's a ball, nice. Um, yeah, I got the Rams. Their offense is very good. It's only going to get better now that Cup's back in there for a second week. Nakua, Adwell, uh, Stafford playmakers here uh even Higby who wasn't really involved at all last week is a good uh tight end in this league so give me the Rams over the uh Cardinals right yes all right I actually got the Arizona team correct that's ball two so getting so hyped Jack all right one more four o'clock game Eagles and Jets at MetLife Stadium Eagles seven point favorites they're looking to go to six and oh in this game Mitch give me your thoughts first my thoughts on the Eagles they're gonna Look, the offense might not look pretty against this Jets defense, which is pretty good. That's crushed! Deep right field! It has happened again! Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top! 4-1 Philadelphia in the third! How do you like them apples? Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it! Unbelievable! Wow! A lightning bolt moment here in the studio of heavy hitters. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Phillies on top, 4-1 in the third. That might spell the end of of Bryce Elder. Bryce on Bryce action there, and Harper wins that battle. His second home run of this postseason, his, you know, 1,000,007th of his career. What an at-bat by Bryce Harper. Your thoughts, Jack? You thought he'd ground out. Luckily, I uh, turned your Vader down, so we weren't boom to left at home time. Um, by the way, I want to apologize to anyone who may be listening. You know, with headphones in right now, uh, you might have a. Uh, you know, now be dealing with some ear pain. No, we got we got that, uh, faders last, in the system. It'll it'll, after that it'll last, fix you after that last <laughs> Mitchell uh, outburst. Oh sorts, man! If you want to, Phillies to go to the World Series on that. This guy, man. Lock it down. This guy. Oh, I, I think I'm going to get a call from John from Schnecksville. You can't flip-flop like that. I'm sorry. You can't flip-flop like that, bud. Yes, I can, That sir. was, by the way, a horrible impersonation. <laughs> Never do that again. Anyway, um, I do have a Buddy message. Buddy this house down onto Shelly Super High. <laughs> message from the KOR Notebook. Join KUAB and OSI on October 25th at 7 p.m. as we welcome mentalist and illusionist Wayne Hoffman for an evening of mind-bending mysteries and laugh-out-loud comedy. Mind Candy is Wayne Hoffman's award-winning stage show, which has been presented at performing arts centers, colleges, cruise ships, corporate events, and arenas. This incredible show will have audience members participating in interactive mind-reading experiments and mind-boggling illusions that will leave you questioning your senses. This message brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. All right, hour number two of Heavy Hitters. 
Mitch is going crazy over there. This guy was singing a okay, man. So down bad yesterday. It Mitch wasn't even was funny. Upset, throwing tantrums. I was crying upset. into pillows. Um, it was. It was. It was terribly necessary that we yesterday. get the momentum back, and there it is. Unbelievable. Get this guy out of the game, dude. Yeah, why is he still in here? Runner right. on first, Brian two outs Snicker. for Stott. What kind of managerial job is this? How did you win a World Series managing a baseball team like I don't this? know. Get this guy out of the game. He clearly can't pitch. Another He's given up a three-run home run to man. Harper. Uh, gave up a single to, to what, to Bohm? Uh, I mean, yeah. unbelievable. Very reminiscent of the single following the Hoskins home run, by the way. Smith Schauber should have been warming up when there was two on and two out to, with Harper up. I Well, they were. There was action in the bullpen. So, you know, get this guy out of the game. I don't understand why pitch. they didn't. He this man pitch. is a bona fide scrub. I mean, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. What are we doing what, here? I mean, the crowd, that was an absolute electric Citizens Bank Park moment. By the way, if my fr- if my buddy Nate's listening, um, I'm sorry, pal. It's unfortunate that Bryce Elder is just such a disappointing you know, Three and two baseball now. pitcher. Um. I don't really know what else to say here. This is, I mean... This is terrible. Is it not eerie how similar this postseason is, Jack? Yeah, this is terrible. This is weird. It's it's like, I don't like all it. the same. I don't like it. I don't like it. So I, odd. I, I don't like it at all. I like it so far. Congratulations. Ball four! Congratulations. Keep you're this you. guy in here. You're I love you. it. You're you and I me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. How the other half lives. So, oh, it's over. Bryce Elder's out of the game. Ah, all right. Well, it's going to a commercial, so I'm going to lock in here for a Brace few Brace him right now. Yes, it's over. <laughs> Get it out of it's here. It's all over. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Anyways, what a moment. Shay, are you, you just witnessed greatness. I witnessed an outburst of sorts. So, <laughs> yes. Very, very great way of putting it. That was a happy outburst, though. You'd just be glad you haven't seen the negatives. Oh. I was here in a, we were here in a Phillies-Mets game. Regular season. Yeah. Alrighty. The Mets don't make the postseason. And that was not Funny. so good for We me. actually did last year. Again, yeah. I love how you just take jabs at the Mets like you're just some high, know. You know, higher superiority know. organization. Um, We're not. Mets. We're worse than the Mets traditionally. Michael, Michael Tonkin coming out of the Braves bullpen, by the way. Nice. Eagles, Jets. Uh, let's get to this game oh, yeah, and my finish thoughts football. On this. So as I was saying before, I was so rudely or beautifully interrupted rudely. by Bryce Harper. Um, look, the offense might uh, have some trouble originally getting through this Jets defense. However, look for the Eagles D. Really to match up well against this Jets offense, uh, which has been stuck in neutral for vast swaths of uh, the season so far. Um, One of these weeks I'm going to be right with what I'm about to say. I know. You're, you're trying to get the Eagles upset, but I think this is not the week for it. Uh, the Eagles defense is going to keep the Eagles offense uh, on the field with some turnovers, some short fields. Jets D is going to get tired. Look for the Eagles to open it up late. Close game for the first two and a half, three quarters. Eagles pull away at the end. Eagles by 13. I'm going to go with the Jets in the upset. Of course you are, because you don't like me happy. Well, no, I'm, no. I'm going with this because Jalen Hurts at MetLife Stadium is just a a combination of factors that doesn't go too well. Uh, you know, you go back to his rookie year, three interceptions against the Giants. Last year didn't play all that great in the, in the game. I think the Eagles just majority you know ran the ball in that contest. But you know what? It's going to happen one of these weeks. Probably going to be wrong about this. Yeah. You will be. But I'm okay. I'm not I'm not good with anyone picking the upset until the Dolphins. If you if you think the Dolphins will beat the Birds, fine. The Jets are we'll going to win. We'll discuss that. The this Jets are not going to win this football game. 17 to 14, the Jets will win this football Write game. Write this down. The Jets will not win this football 17-14, game. 17-14, New York wins. No. 
Welcome to New York. They're getting lit up this week. What? Stop. It's Taylor Stop. Swift. That was terrible. You're not a Swift. Mitch, you are not on in an hour number two. First off, you give a horrible impression of one of our callers. <laughs> and second off, you sing that disgusting, disgusting hey, edition me of and Welcome John to from New York. Will go way back. You know what? That sees cease opening. Cease. Mitch does not see. Opening your mouth right now. <laughs> cease. Cease speaking. Giants, Bills, Sunday night. Bills, two touchdown favorites. They're going to win. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Good to move on. Um, Wait a minute. Let's uh, just discuss. The Bills are absolutely going to rout do the we? Giants. Oh, we have to talk about this? Okay. Yes. Cool. Man. You, you know, They're going to you know rout a, them. It was a good memory for me. Josh Allen has more talent in his wrist bone than the Giants have on their entire 53-man roster. I said it. It's okay. I don't agree with. John from Schnecksville on the upset if Sa- if Saquon plays. Your thoughts, Jack, as a resident Mets fan? I don't agree with that either. Um, I think the Bills are just too much to handle. I don't know how many defensive injuries they have or you know how many of these guys are going to be able to play. I don't think it matters in this game. Uh, I think the Giants' offensive line is just not good. It is going to be tough for Daniel Jones if he even plays dealing with that neck injury again just I think just so much uncertain about who plays or doesn't play I think on both sides but again the Bills are the more talented offense Josh Allen Stephon Diggs uh James Cook could have a good game as well give me the Bills to win give me the Bills to win by a lot so by a lot all right um we'll say Monday night for the Monday show yes that's all we got for the NFL side of things um you know what we're gonna take our break early we're gonna take our 20 minute break couple minutes early today that way when we come back we have a fresh slate to talk so about you don't want to get this jt romuto three-run blast um you know what i guess we could stay on to the end of this at bat ah uh, that means you just saw the end of it then. so i mean i look i'm just saying it you 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 wanted to stay on <laughs> no you think, it's okay you think Go to your excited. commercial it's okay here it comes we'll i'm married real muto we'll on a 2-1 on. pitch he led the count 2-0 that's in the air to left field going back he can't get the ball. It skips one hopper to the wall. One runs in. Here comes another. It's six to one Phillies. Thank you for staying till the end of the at bat. We'll see you on the other side of the break here on the radio voice of Kutztown University KUR's heavy hitters. Hour number two of heavy hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University KUR Kutztown. I played this because I know you don't Mitch like me. No, Mitch. I think this is great for your mood right now. Like I it think is. it's I think ah it's like swing and a miss. I think it's like equivalent to your mood because the Phillies are up by a five. A standing ovation at Citizens Bank Park for the Philadelphia Phillies that have just batted around on the Atlanta Braves in the third inning. Eerily, eerily similar to last year when they did the exact same thing. They put up the exact same number of runs. That's six, two home runs in the inning. Exact same number as last year. So weird, Jack. The Braves have an extra run so far in this game, but it doesn't matter. The Philadelphia Phillies could be on their way. The Philly fans are doing the chop already. Are they? Yeah. That's all right. That's a little premature. I'm I'm gonna pump the brakes on that one. So I'm not. In, by the way, I think it's a little class. Not in favor opinion. of the Phillies fans doing the chop until the season's over. I did it when the season was over. Or not when the season was over. When the series is over. I did it last year when the series ended. Uh, when we beat them, I'm not like I. I think it's. Bad luck to do another team's chant before you actually put them to bed. I don't know. I think it's 4058. Why? I don't know. Just it's a opinion. rivalry. I hate the Braves a lot. I get that. Top three sports teams I dislike. Cowboys, then 
Mm. Mets and Braves are pretty much tired. Tied. Tired? <laughs> Why? <laughs> tied. It's got to be tied. <laughs> so, there you go. Anyways, college football time? No, let's go to NHL first. Oh, okay. I, I really want to get a you know discussion about the NHL. Sure. Very excited the season's back. Watched two of the three games last night. Actually, I didn't. I, won't, I only watched one. We mm. were here during the Lightning uh, Predators game, and then I was driving home. So, uh, didn't really catch any of that game. Saw the highlights. 5-3, Tampa won. Uh, good effort from the Lightning in that game. What impressed me was the, I mean, the offense is just, of course, it's still there for this team. When they go on the power play, it is lethal to see the Tampa Bay Lightning, man. It is just. Yeah, they're a special unit. <laughs> when they're on the power play, man, look out. <laughs> Crazy. It, it's just it's just so lethal. Nikita Kutrov had a slap shot goal in the first period. Nice feed from Hedman. Ryan O'Reilly logged his first goal as a national predator in his first game with the club. Uh, again, Nashville's just one of these teams, man. I just have such a tough time gauging them. Yeah. It's just like, you know, they could boom with a lot of these younger guys. You know, the the Tomasinos, the Parsonins. You know, of course, Tommy Novak looked really good and had a very impressive goal last night, uh, making it, you know, 3-3 to tie the game on the power play. His nickname is Novechkin, so uh, with the kind of shot he has. I don't like that. But very good shot on the power play goal last night for him. Tied it at three before Nick Paul with the second of the night. And Kucherov got his second on an empty netter to make it 5-3 bolts. They would win their home opener. Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, man. I just got a text message. It was very funny. Very funny. Made me laugh. Um, what for, that person laugh? Who's la- for that person who's listening, <laughs> that's exactly why I said it like that. Um, so, yes. Uh, it's just, it's just a joke. I'm interested to know what was said. So, um, no, I just said look out, and uh, it's, just, it's just a joke I have. Okay. Um, so. Uh, sometimes I feel like my life is a joke. Oh, okay. I guess it's an appropriate feeling. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, we're having fun here in the studio. Let, let's go to Pittsburgh. Ew! Gross. Connor Bedard made it his NHL debut last oh. night. The number one draft pick. Uh, as we get a caller, Mitch gonna do his thing. Connor Bedard made his NHL debut. Got his first NHL point in this game with a secondary assist. Uh, fed. Why can't I think of his name? Vlasic. Fed Vlasic uh, before Donato put it in. As we're going to get a message from our next caller. Who do we got here? We got John from Easton. John from Easton. Yeah. Hey, guys. How we doing? I want to give my mortal lock of the night. Now, bear with me. I want to bring you through the process how I got here. So I'm driving home from work. I'm thinking about what I might want for dinner. So I go, foo, foo. What do I want for food? Chinese? No, no. Italian is where my mind went, okay? What type of Italian food? Pizza? No, no, not pizza. Pasta is where my mind went. So I went, okay, what type of pasta? David Pastanak, anytime goal scorer, tonight, book it. Thank you for taking my call. Have a great night. Go Braves. Oh, Did he just say go Braves? Go Braves. John from Easton. In a bit of a hole. Oh, man. That's a lazy fly ball. Oh, man. Hey, John, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, John. Oh, man. We don't appreciate all of it. Mortal lock of the night, man. That sounded like a segment from a guy who I've seen on social media before. (laughs) Um... If you're aware, if you know, you know. I'm just, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, but very, very good bit there, John. I don't know actually. David so. Pasternak, anytime goal scorer for the Bruins. Again, a team that he a always of, scores. It's usually a good bet. Again, so. that a lot of people, uh, again, that a lot of people think are gonna, you know, take a slide. I, look, they're not a gonna lot have of the, people are saying they're they're not gonna have the historic season they did last year. But I think that this team is still very, very talented enough to make the playoffs. Again, Bergeron, Krejci retire. 
to longtime Bruins. Krejci actually came back out of retirement, was playing, I believe, in uh, Czechia last year before coming back to, uh, or the year before, before coming back to Boston last year. Uh, then he retired, and Bergeron hangs him up. He is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he is going into the Hall of Fame. He will. And that's I feel all like that whole team will. Know. Yeah. Bergeron, a heck of a player. Ew. He will be missed, truly, by the Bruins. But Not by his me. team, still so talented enough uh, to make the playoffs. So, yeah. Boston, Pasternak, anytime goal scorer, locking in from our college. We've had two locks. We had Ryan from New Jersey going on the football side of things with Jimmy G revenge game. I think two plus touchdowns and Jacoby Myers with the touchdown was his bet. Um, and, and and John going on his tangent was uh, was Pasternak anytime goal scorer tonight in the Bruins game. They host Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks. But going back to last night's game, Chicago four two win for them. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Cool. No. <laughs> sorry. Rust gave the Penguins a one nothing lead in this game on a tap-in. By the way, this had to be a reviewed goal, even though it was clearly in. I don't know yeah. what that was all about. Jack, even I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched that part. Sidney Crosby uh, was the other Penguin goal scorer in this game. Beautiful uh, tic-tac-toe. Oh, no, excuse me, not tic-tac-toe. I don't think Crosby Although, and beautiful belong in the same sentence. Back and forth. Uh, Crosby to Gensel, back to Crosby for the goal, made it 2 nothing Pens. Uh, but then Connor Bedard got his first NHL point with a secondary assist. Cole Gutman, one of the guys who ended the Penguins season last year when the Blackhawks and Pens met in a late season showdown, um, you know, scored a big goal to keep the Penguins outside of the playoff picture for the first time since the 04-05 season, Crosby's rookie year. Jason Dickinson scored to give the Hawks the lead in the third on a nice feed from Corey Perry with that scrappy third line, Nick Felino, Corey Perry, and Jason Dickinson. That line's going to be scrappy. Uh, and tough to play against, I think, all year. And then Nick Foligno got the empty netter and make it 4-2. Ice it away. Give the Blackhawks the win in Connor Bedard's NHL debut. By the way, uh, big-time stat. I uh, got some outside, uh, outside help from this one. Bedard's debut is on average of 1.43 million viewers on ESPN, the most ever for a regular season game. Connor Bedard clearly bringing some more eyes to the NHL with how special of a player uh, many people think that this kid's going to be only 18 years old, the youngest player to log a point uh, in an NHL game, I believe, or I don't know, maybe his first NHL game. I think I'm getting the stat wrong. Since uh, Alexander Barkov and was it Rantanen? I think it might have been Rantanen. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head clearly. Uh, but yes, impressive for Bedard. This kid's going to be so good putting Blackhawks hockey back on the map after some rough years there. Uh, but they're back. Bedsy. Good thing for the uh, city of Chicago. All righty. Let's go to Vegas where they lifted the Stanley Cup banner into the rafters there at T-Bowl Arena last night. Really unique thing. Did you see the uh, slot machine thing they did? Um, so I couldn't tell exactly what it was. I saw that they had some festivities going on. No one really described it to me, though. Yeah, so it was like a slot machine type deal, and they brought it out of the ice, and you know how, like, uh, you know, I, I, I've i never played slot machines before, but, you know, I, like you have to get, like, the three seams. Well, you weren't. Oh, like I guess the, you're uh, a commuter. We had, like, a uh, casino night here on campus Yeah, uh, no, down in the South Dining Hall. I turned 700 chips into 7,000 at a Texas Hold'em table, by the way. There you go. Good for uh, you, buddy. So, yeah, but there were slot machines there. I didn't really understand what was going on. Apparently, you have to see to do that one. So, <laughs> I was not a big uh, fan Yeah, but there. they got three Stanley Cups in a row there. Good like, for them. Thing, like, oh, like, so did they do it like, like where it like roll, 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 and then it got yeah. Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup. Yes, okay, yes, cool. yes, yes, yes. Exactly, cool. exactly yeah. like that. Then they raised the banner, did all the other pregame festivities uh, before the Golden Knights, you know, went on to wallop the Kraken in this game. Uh, Seattle got the first five shots of the game before the first shot on goal for Vegas went in. Chandler Stevenson on a nice feed 
uh, from Howden there to make it one nothing. Jonathan Marchessault scored on a wacky goal thanks to uh, Brandon Tanev, the excuse me, the former Penguin, um, essentially putting in his own net. I think it just deflected off the stick of Marchessault. So way to go, Tanev. Way to give Vegas a goal. Um, not what you're supposed to do. Uh, and then Ivan Barbashev got fed a nice outlet pass from uh, Brady McNabb. Went in on a breakaway. Uh, actually faced a tough stick check, uh, but fought through it and rifled it top corner uh, against Grubauer. Made it 3-0. Jared McCann, a 40-goal scorer from a year ago, got the Kraken on the board with their first goal of the season. Assisted from former Islander Jordan Everly. Uh, we miss you, buddy. And then in the, in the third, Jack Eichel iced it away, making it a goal with 18-45 uh, to go. Making it 4-1. Mark Stone got his second assist of the night. Vegas did not look sloppy. Uh, this team looked very, very... Very, very well put together. I mean, of course they are with their the front office and everything that goes on there. To say uh, staying in Vegas. Okay. You like that song, Doja Cat? No. Oh. I don't even know that song. Sleeper. So That's a good song. Anyway, 4-1 win for the Knights. Still a very, very solid team. One of the best in the West. The only three games from last night. Let's get into tonight's slate of games here. We have six games starting with the Ottawa Senators and the Carolina Hurricanes. That's a 7 p.m. puck drop. Canadians and Maple Leafs, a rivalry as old as time. Again, I feel like these teams always meet for their first games of the year. Uh, this is in Toronto. Some change there with the Maple Leafs. Kyle Dubas out as their GM. He's with Pittsburgh now. So we'll see what the philosophy of this front office is. Again, Sheldon Keefe still the coach of this squad. Um, yeah, they got over the curse from a year ago, getting past the first round, beating Tampa before getting swept by uh, Florida. So Panthers went in route to the cup, losing to Vegas. We'll see how the Leafs look tonight on opening night against their arch rivals in Montreal. Again, in my mind, Montreal, the worst team in the Atlantic Division. They'll be improved from a year ago, uh, but they're not better than any of the teams uh, that you look at in this division. You know, Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, the list goes on. They're not better than any of them. Um, so, again, I think another year for, for Montreal just to a, you know, get another top draft pick and get another talented uh, prospect in the organization when the draft Rolls around. We mentioned the Blackhawks taking on the Bruins. John, one of our callers from Easton, giving Pasternak, anytime goal scorer, his lock of the night. We'll see if that does transpire. Very good bet. Pasternak, the most premier goal scorer on this Bruins squad. So we'll see if that does happen there. Jets and Flames, Avalanche Kings, and Oilers Canucks, the three 10 p.m. games to round out the slate. Winnipeg. I'm really interested to see them. I think they're, they're another interesting team here. You know, Shifley and Hellebuck. Two of their better players, I think, I don't know if officially reached contract extensions yet, uh, but they were in negotiations uh, trying to keep them around in, in the Jets unis for a long time. As for Calgary, they're trying to look for a rebound season, a rough one uh, from a year ago. Now some college is going to be a huge piece for them. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this Flames team, another just confusing team. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they're a little bit better. Uh, I think they were just on the outside looking in last year, but again, I don't think they make it. I don't love this group. I don't. Avalanche Kings. Interesting matchup. Two playoff teams from a year ago. I think the Avalanche are going to be really, really hungry this year. Um, you know, we're upset that they didn't obviously get it done last year. Defense has got to stay healthy for them, though. Bowen Byram's had injury issues. Uh, he's got to be able to stay on the ice for them. Kale McCarr, huge part of what they do, both offensively and defensively. Uh, and the goaltending as well with Alexander Georgiev, Natty Mack, and, and uh, Rantanen up front. Very, very talented forward group. Again, one of the best teams in the West. I think second in the cup odds is Colorado, I think, right there with Carolina uh, last time I checked. So, again, another one of the the best teams in hockey. And, yes, they both did sign. I got confirmation about that with Shifley and Hellebuck. So both signed extensions to stay in Winnipeg, uh, going back to the Jets-Flames game. But for Avalanche, 
one of the best teams in hockey. For LA, trying to build off a, a third seed in the Pacific Division from a year ago. Cut some ties uh, with some of their younger guys. You know, they traded Gabe Velarde uh, along with some other assets up to Winnipeg to get Pierre-Luc Dubois. That was their main acquisition of the offseason. For LA, uh, I think they're not trying to play, you know, they're trying to prove that they can play with Edmonton and uh, Vegas, you know, the the big squads in this Pacific Division. But for L.A., um, what, do, what do you think is in store for them, Mitch? Any any comments on any of these games? I know I'm predominantly taking up the discussion. No, you're here. totally good. I'm, I'm enjoying just listening to you uh, uh, rattle them off. I'm To be honest, I haven't even looked at um, some of these teams yet. But um, you're right. They traded away a lot of the uh, young pieces there that you were just talking about. Um no, LA. I'm not. I'm not totally sure what to expect from them at this current uh, juncture, at the start of the season. But I will mention, Phillies have runner on third, one out. Brandon Marsh double. He's halfway to the cycle. This guy, Brand uh, Brad Hand, former Philly, coming into pitch. But <laughs> that's just your little update there. Back over to you, buddy. Keep going. Take us on this slate. Okay. Oh wait, I did have one hockey thing I wanted to bring oh, up to you. Oh my. Sorry. Are you okay? You you finally you finally muster up the thought. Yeah. Well, let's hear it. No, I get it. It's not even a good thought. But I wanted to get your opinion. Do you like the referee little speechy thing at the start of the season in the what? primetime games? Where it's oh, like, like to Bedard. Hey, and gentlemen. Uh, hey, you, Crosby. Welcome back, and you, welcome to the NHL. I thought it was a cool touch. I I've never liked that. I thought it was I thought it was a really cool touch. It's very it's giving Wes McCauley. Wes McCauley is so funny. Who is dude. hilarious, but I feel like that's taking it a little bit too far. So I don't need referees giving pep talks. I'm out of that. I know they do it. Like I mean, it was an iconic face-off matchup. I, I mean, Bedard grew up idolizing. No, they do Crosby. it every year. They've done it for the last. I've seen it at least. No, the I last know. Four I know. Or five it's years. not. It's not like a new thing, but it's just like I think it was cool there, just because of you know the the history between you know Bedard it, growing but... up idolizing Crosby, a fellow Canadian, and. You know, with how good Bedard is going to be this year and will be throughout his career, I think it's just you know the start of a you know prolific guy of the next generation of, of, of the NHL here with Connor Bedard getting started and Sidney Crosby, a guy who's been one of the league's best players for a long time now. Uh, you know, him getting older, of course, winding down his 17th year as the Penguins captain. I saw that yesterday. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. 17th year uh, as the Pens captain. Uh, that was on ESPN last night. But man. Final game of the night here, Oilers and Canucks. Uh, of course, it's Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, the dynamic duo up front with the forward group for Edmonton. Don't you mean the fighting Connor McDavid's? Yeah, you could say That's that. That's what you always... I, I, you say that. I'm reminding you of your bit. And Leon Dreisaitl, very important in this team, too. I know. So, And this power play is insane. I mean, Zach Hyman, Evan Bouchard, um, you know, Stuart Skinner was a welcomed step up in the goaltending department for them last year, and supposedly reports are that Jack Campbell looks better. Um, you know, through camping in the preseason, so we'll see what he can do. Um, that's just what reports have it. I'm, the, I'm, you know, I'm not going to fully buy in on Jack Campbell till I see it in the regular season. But uh, Stuart Skinner, uh, you know, big young goalie for them. Again, and this is an Edmonton team. Edmonton team I like. They were very, very solid last year. They're going to have another good year in store here, uh, and could very well compete for the Stanley Cup out in the West. I agree. Very, uh, it, like you said, dynamic generational playmakers there. On the flip side for Vancouver, their opponent tonight, uh, kind of given like a, a synopsis of what I think their season could entail. Again, it's it's just another one of those tough teams to predict. Connor Garland got permission to uh, seek a trade. 
Um, so another failed trade for the Canucks. OEL didn't work out for them. They got him from Arizona. Connor Garland also coming over from the Coyotes. Maybe the Canucks should just stop getting people from Arizona. Uh, it just hasn't worked out. They've struck out their last two times. Uh, they've they've gone to that well. So maybe they should just you know look other directions when trying to get assets to build up their team because clearly getting players from those from from that team has not worked out for them in recent history. Anyway, I digress there. For Vancouver, uh, Elias Pettersson, of course, is the biggest key for this team up front. Thatcher Demko, uh, can he have a a big-time season in net for Vancouver? This team got off to a tumultuous start a year ago, uh, and, you know, just behind the eight ball from the beginning, what kind of start did they get off to this year? I don't know. We'll see. But um, I I don't know. I I can't fully believe in this team. Just the season they had a year ago, I'm not just going to fully expect that they're going to be able to turn this whole thing around. I think they'll be improved, um, you know, minorly, but... Again, not expecting anything big out of this Canucks group. Uh, no, me neither. Not not typically. <laughs> not, not not typically. Not t- I don't know what that. That's not the word I was going for. Not um, I don't even know what that word is. Not <laughs> I think you're just too preoccupied right no, now. No, I'm not. I was listening to you. Schwarber struck out. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, as, yeah. Okay. I think Turner just heard. Himself. I'm gonna let that sit. I just got a visual, and I I got proven correct of what. And I'm just going to let it go. Of what? I'm not too preoccupied right now, as the phone is in his face. Yeah, but where is my face? Right in the microphone. Yes, it's in the microphone, but like you I'm, can't even find the word. You're I can't even see if I'm looking at this phone. How do you feel about that? I think Turner just hurt there. himself, but he's still up there. He fouled a ball off his foot. We'll see what happens. I heard him go, oh! But um, what's that word I was looking for? Basically not... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that word is. I don't know. I'm Anyways, gonna moving on. Not yeah. typically. That's what we're going with. So now I'm just gonna. I'm kind of just gonna get my thoughts on every team here. Right, you know, every team, real quick. I mean, I discussed a lot of them. All thirty. So, um, let's just go through the Metro real quick. Uh, brief synopsis: Carolina Cup contender, very team good, very good. Built through the blue line. Uh, you know, the best defensive core in the league. Columbus, I think they'll be improved from a year ago. They made some nice acquisitions on their blue line. Ivan Provorov, Damon Severson helped shore things up on the back end. Goaltending, I'm still skeptical of Merzlikens. Forwards, I think their young guns are going to be important for them. Adam Fantilli, Ken Johnson, uh, I'm interested to see what they bring to the table. Along with some veterans like Boone Jenner, Johnny Gaudreau, and Patrick Line, of course, still big time up there in their forward group. So we'll see what Columbus poises this year. They'll be improved. Not still fully convinced of them, though. Devils, again, top team in the Metro. They've only built, I, I think, are only going to build on what they did a year ago. Only question is Vanacek and Schmid, the tandem there. Uh, what do they provide? Uh, you know, could they possibly go out and get a goalie at the deadline? Uh, I think they'll I think they'll certainly be looking for that aspect to improve their team. Otherwise, I think it's a really, really good group in New Jersey. Islanders, man, oh, man. As an Islanders fan, I, I, I'm optimistic, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I love Elias Sorokin and Nett. We committed to this group for a while, extending Scott Mayfield, extending Pierre Engvall, who was a good get from the Maple Leafs last year, played pretty well for us. But, you know, again, the the question always about this team is offensively, you know, are the goals going to be consistent? And, you know, I love Bo Horvat and Barzal on that top line. I think they're going to be a nice connection together throughout the full season. But... You know, the depth there, again, Brock Nelson, I think, still one of, if not the most underrated player in all of the NHL, such a big-time goal scorer for this team. But it's it's just the bottom six. This fourth line only keeps getting older and older uh, with, you know, Sezikis, Martin Clutterbuck um, there. Just what production to, can this team get out of the bottom six? You know, fo- um, forward-wise, can the defense get back, to, you know, to what it was? Pelic Pulak uh, and the rest of the bunch, can they be as stout defensively as they were, 
you know, under Barry Trotz, and I know Lane Lambert as a coach has a, you know, little bit of a different system here, but, man, I... Islanders are a wildcard team, I'm saying it. They're going to make it as a wildcard team oh, again. Oh, boy. Boom. We went through this charade last year, That's what I we? said. They made the playoffs, buddy. I know. So, we got piped down with your phone. Quickly bounced. There. Speaking of a team that got quickly bounced last year, the New York Rangers uh, <laughs> lost, in, <laughs> lost, nice. to, lost to the New Jersey Devils in the first round of the playoffs. That was good. I <laughs> Thank re- you. That was enjoyable. Thank you very much. That was much. a good series, though. Oh, man. Not really. Rangers got crushed. <laughs> um, they set the tone early in New Jersey. There was a lot Jersey. of hype around it. Set I the tone say. early in New Jersey, and then the Devils uh, fired back and made sure the Rangers were quickly dismissed after all their hype. Uh, Rangers will be in the thick of it, too, as well, competing for a playoff spot, uh, especially with their forwards up front, you know. Their, their top six is just loaded. It, it is. You know, I, they, they lost Kane. They lost Tarasenko. This group's still good offensively. Um, it's just Durkin's a really good goaltender. And defensively, uh, you know, with Truba and Fox and all the others, um, they're, they're, I think they're just going to be fine. But with that being said, we're going to go to our final break of the show. Um, we'll wrap up our NHL discussion when we come back and give you some games to watch in the weekend for college football ahead. So with time running low, still so much more to talk about here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. And welcome back in. This is Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. I'm Mitchell Smedley. That is yours truly, Jack Heim, over there on the board looking awesome. And uh, studio's darkening, Jack. It's that time of year where the days are getting shorter. And uh, for those that remember, we were scared by uh, our lovely station manager, Mike Reggs operating the computer remotely. That was so <laughs> that funny. That was so funny. We just go, what was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was an awesome moment. You know what else was an awesome moment? This Phillies game so far. 6-1 in the top of the fifth, just about halfway through the game here. Never counting chickens before they hatch, though, as oh, I told over. Jack last night. It, stop it. <laughs> stop it right now. I'm upset with you. It's okay. Jack jinxed game two. So, all righty. Hockey discussion. We're going to get do this in five minutes. We're going to rapid fire. Rest of the Metro, I'm going to clump the Flyers, Capitals, and Penguins all together for Philadelphia. I think they'll be a little bit improved. Uh, still going to get a top 10 draft pick. Again, not going to be the best to watch this year, I think. Again, I think they'll be, you know, they'll welcome back Couturier. But other than that, this team's relatively, you know, below average. Capitals, what are they going to get out of, you know, Kuznetsov and Backstrom, of course, you know, I think Baxter's fully healthy now coming back from that injury. It's just the center's there. Very, very okay. John Carlson's back. Darcy Kemper and Nett. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this Caps team. Very, very experienced, but they they don't jump off the page to me. They'll push for a, a push for a playoff spot. I don't think get there though. Um though they'll be like I don't know if I said push is not the proper term. Eh, they could. I don't know. They're not gonna make it. Whatever. Penguins, we're moving on. Uh, we saw them last night. Look, this is the oldest roster in the NHL. Average age of 30.6. Uh, it was put up on a graphic on ESPN during the game yesterday. I think Kyle Dubas did a really good job piecing his bottom six together. A lot of grit down there. Uh, they're scrappy. Defensively, we'll see, again, all about getting Eric Carlson meshed in with this group. Um, you know, They boot Latang off the power play with Carlson being there. Now Latang going to be more prevalent on the penalty kill. Um, I don't know. I think it's just going to take some time to gel. They'll push. I don't know if they'll get in, though. I think it's going to be very similar to last year for Pittsburgh there. Let's move over to the Atlantic. Talked about it, talked about Tampa. They're going to be in the playoffs, and they'll be just fine. They'll stay afloat without Vasilevsky until he comes back. This team's too skilled and too talented to, to slip that far. They'll be fine. Boston, I think, is going to be just fine as well. They're not going to be the first-place team they were a year ago, but I think they'll be fine. I think they'll get into the playoffs when it's all said and done. 
Buffalo, a team I'm super high on. I love the Sabres. They just extended Rosmus Dahlin, eight years, 11 mil AAV. Some people think it's an overpay. I think he'll start to play into that contract. Um, again, big Rosmus Dahlin guy. I like him. I like Owen Power defensively for this group. I think Devin Levi is going to take a step forward in that goaltending room. You know, that three-headed monster they kind of have there right now. I think Devin Levi is going to, you know, elevate himself among the options there for Buffalo. And be the go-to guy in goal. Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins. Again, a lot of youth and a lot of talent in this forward group. I like Buffalo. I think they'll get in as well. Detroit. Some people are high on them. I am feeling okay. I don't fully love this group. Their offseason was a little weird. JT Confer was a big-time move for them. I don't love it. Detroit on the outside looking in for me. I think they'll be a little bit better or similar, you know, to they were a year ago, as they were a year ago. They're not getting in Florida. Uh, look, injured right now. They are they are dealing with some injuries, and uh, you know what are they going to look like come December? You know what's their record going to be? How far back are they? Are they still in a good position? Again, I think it's just all dependent when they get their guys back, when they get healthy. Spencer Knight starting the year in the AHL. Again, what, what does this team look like come December? How much of a hole are they in? Are they still in decent, or or are they in a decent position? I don't know. I think they can get in just depending on the spot they are in when they get all their guys back. All right, Montreal. Definitively, I said it. Worst team in the division. They're not making the playoffs. They'll just get another top draft pick. Uh, not the top overall draft pick, but they'll be you know right around I think that that five to seven range. Ottawa team I think very well could push for the playoffs in this division as well. Uh, and then Toronto. They'll be they'll be fine. They'll they'll be they'll be right back in the thick of things as well. I think Atlantic the best division in all of the NHL. All right, going out west here. Central Chicago Bedard going to bring some excitement to that team. They're still not going to be good, pushing for a top traffic as well. Arizona again, uh, don't love this team. They're going to be pretty bad. Colorado one of the best teams in the West. I think they'll win this division yet again. Dallas one of the more talented rosters in the league. It's just you know can you know what will Stan Coven do? Uh, some other questions about some of the other young guys there. Um, Dallas, they'll be fine. They'll be in the playoffs as well. Going to push. I think they'll be the second team in this division. Minnesota, I think it's going to be a very similar finish to last year in this division. I think the Central shakes out the same. I don't think any improvement from the other teams below the top three got any substantially closer. Give me the Wild to finish third. I like what they're doing there. Bill Guerin building a, you know, putting belief into this group. St. Louis, Robert Thomas and Kyrou, the leaders, that's it. Uh, I don't I don't love this team otherwise. Jordan Bennington, I don't like him. One of my least favorite players in the league. Don't think he's that good of a goaltender. Blues, not making the playoffs. Winnipeg, oh, Winnipeg. Interesting, interesting scenario for them. I think them and Nashville are like in a similar boat. Like they both pushed for the playoffs last year. I think it's going to be very, very similar. I think this division is going to be eerily familiar to a year ago. Uh, and then the Pacific, Vegas to win it. Anaheim, one of the worst teams in the league. Calgary, don't fully expect the bounce back, uh, as some might, but that's just my personal opinion. It is what it is for them. I don't I don't think they're going to get back in the postseason. Edmonton, one of the top teams in all the NHL. They'll finish right there with Vegas at the top. L.A., another solid team as well. San Jose, one of, if not the worst team in all of the NHL. Vancouver, step forward, not going to get to the postseason. And Seattle, I think we'll get back in again. Really like what I've seen out of this group from last year. Obviously didn't carry over to opening night against a very stout Vegas team, but I like Seattle as well. I think they might take a minor... Step back, but still good enough to make the postseason. All right. Anything else in the NHL work for you, Mitch, or are you good? Come again? Told you I was rapid fire with it. I know. That was really fast. That was good. You got your notebook ready? I do. 
Nice. From the KOR community calendar, make and take diamond art painting is happening October 17th at 11 a.m. at the MSU Room 218. Try your hand at diamond art painting. Choose among many designs. There will be mandala, pumpkin, and gnome designs to choose from at this relaxing and fun make and take. You do not want to miss this awesome event. This, this message awesome event. Brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. K, you are rounding out the show, talking college football, some matchups to look forward to for the weekend. Mitch is excited. I, I don't know. I'm getting into college football, man. Like I It's not typically you, it's my big thing. It's a fun sport, man. It's it okay. Is. It's Sorry. okay. Objectively better than the NFL. No. Not even close. Oh, my God. Not sorry. even remotely That's enough true. out of you. No. 610-683-4058. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't really plug that in the second hour. That's College or NFL football. That's on me. And why? NFL, the talent gap is so much less. You Please. don't have to keep track of 100-plus teams. So much better. God, Bozo. Bozo? Anyway. I'm sorry that I like all the best players in one spot and not just in a few schools. Oh. Hey, oh, it's okay. You're a casual. It's I'm not fine. a. I, I'm not, Mitchie, the college football casual. It's fine. Look, I get it, dude. I get it. Some people like the NFL better. That's the boat you're in. You're yeah. a college casual. Um, that's I think the, the college fact. atmosphere is way more fun. Like the the student sections and all the festivities around the games, far and away better. I think. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah. But I think the actual football. When you're seeing a million games that are like fifty three to sixteen, it's boring. What's the theme here? <laughs> Underwater? It's boring. <laughs> All right. Anyway, games of the week to watch. Oregon, number eight Oregon, goes to Seattle to take on seventh-ranked Washington, a top-ten battle in the Pac-12. Maybe That's these teams deep. meet again. Maybe these teams meet again in the Pac-12 title game. Washington yes. favored by three. Riley flies out to the wall with a runner on second to finish off the fifth. Sorry. But I'm going to go with my Pac-12 title pick. I'm going to go Oregon. To take down Washington on the road. Bo Nix will outdo a Michael Penix Jr. I like this Ducks defense better than I like the Huskies defense. I'm with you on this. Dan Lanning has got something special cooking in Oregon. I think you're right. I think Oregon is a really good team this year. I'm with you on this. They win this week. Convincingly. Troy Franklin, the top receiver there. Already 535 yards. Seven touchdowns on 32 catches. He's going to have a solid day. Oregon. Coming over to play. Dan Landing doing some special things on the recruiting trail. Just got five-star edge rusher Elijah Rushing, I think his name is. I think it's fitting that he's an edge <laughs> That's rusher. That's hilarious. Was committed to Arizona. That's um, fantastic. I'm going to confirm that just so – because I saw it the other day. They should call me Mitchell Winning because I'm always winning. Stop. <laughs> I want to just tell everyone – I want to reemphasize while Jack's looking that up just how not confident in this series I was just – Literally two hours ago. I was right, by the way. Good. You always are. So. I expect nothing less from you, Mr. Heim. Thank you. All right. Texas A&M travels to take on Tennessee. Four and two Aggies, four and one Vols. 19th ranked Tennessee at Neyland Stadium. They're favored by three. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this one. Pick Tennessee with me, buddy. You can I will. Do it. Yeah, that's right. They're home. She's been a Tennessee And the home fan. field's going to factor here. Give me Tennessee to beat Texas A&M. I don't like Jimbo Fisher. For that matter, that makes me not like the Aggies. Give me, give me Tennessee. Yeah, I man. know there's not a lot of reasoning behind that pick. but Do I, I ever have reasoning behind I my think, picks? I think Joe Milton uh, can play pretty well in this game. Yeah. I, I think the volunteer defense is still finding ways to get better, and I think they'll, they'll be good enough in this game to get a win. Nice. All righty, moving on. Good stuff by you. Penn State's <sighs> taking down UMass this week. 
just thought I'd throw that in there for the locals. I don't think they really needed to hear that. I think that was already well known as their yeah. forty-six point favorites. <laughs> By the way, Jack's lock of the week: UMass to cover that game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't take that seriously. That no, is, honestly, I, I think it's. I mean, it's such a huge spread. But the, yeah, the and the Penn State offense is one that can just get stuck in neutral for some reason at at random times for a quarter at a time. I, I think it is a good bet. You know, UMass to cover. It might be a forty-five point victory by Penn State. In which case, you win. Congratulations. So there we go. All right, moving on throughout the night slate. I think the night slate. Oh man, a lot better than the day slate here. USC travels to take on Notre Dame. Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman winner, on uh, this potent offense with no no shades of a defense. Man, this this Trojans team just they they don't play defense, and for that reason. Notre Dame is favored at home. I'm going to go with the Fighting Irish in a bounce-back effort after a tough loss last week at Louisville to get things on the right track. Sam Hartman and this team, they play better. They play inspired in front of this home crowd. Man, I just don't think Marcus Freeman can afford to already losing three games. I know the schedule's hard for Notre Dame, oh, but dude. it would be really you know just a minimal improvement. I don't think actually any. I think they were 9-3 and three last year. Uh, maybe 8-4, and four, I don't know. But... For Notre Dame, I think they have to have this game. They're going to be desperate. They're hungry at home. Give me the Irish to win it. I'm going to pick the Irish with you. That'll be my quick thing. But they just showed a replay. Harper stared down Arcia on his home run trot a couple innings ago. Like, stared Dude, him why down. would you poke the bear there? Dude? Exactly. I mean, it's so dumb. Oh, honestly, man. Honestly, dude. Like, Orlando Arcia might be. Like, he may have done it again. Fly ball. Center field. Going back, Harris. He's looking up. It's gone! He couldn't bring that one back! Bryce Harper's second home run of the game. He's going around second right now. We'll see if he stares him down. He's staring him down again! The whole bench is unbelievable. 7-1 Phillies as Bryce Harper has put his second ball over the wall in this game two days after being told, boy Harper by Orlando Arcia. Bryce Harper deposits another one over the outstretched leaping glove of Michael Harris. Like I said, he couldn't get that one. Yeah, I think Orlando Arcia might be the clown of the week. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing, dude? I mean, first off, you have hit 191 down the stretch of the season. I mean, terrible numbers. And you're going to go at Bryce Harper? Really, dude? I don't know. Not not the guy to be saying that. I mean, you tied the series at one. Congratulations, man. What do you want? All right. Finally, talking about college football, they're wrapping it up. He's made up for that that base running mistake. Miami, with their laughable loss this past week, travel to take on the 12th-ranked Tar Heels down at Chapel Hill. Oh, man. <sighs> going to be a rough one for the Canes. Three-and-a-half-point favorites are Drake May and the Heels. They're going to win. They're going to cover. I think it's going to be a rout. Um, I don't know how you can rebound going on the road after a loss that you just suffered at home last week. I, I just don't see a way it happens. Give me North Carolina to win. This team continues to be very solid. 6-0. Mizzou goes to Kentucky. Interesting uh, SEC Eastern Division battle there. UCLA, Oregon State up at Corvallis, Oregon. The Bruins travel to take on the Beavers. Interesting matchup there. Oregon State favored by 3.5. But you know what? I'm going to take the better defense here. I'm going to go with the stunner. UCLA on the road. I- I'm going all in on Chip Kelly and this team, man. I really, I don't know. I don't know if I fully believe this pick. But I picked him to make the Pac-12 title game. So give me UCLA. Probably going to live with some regret there. The chop is in full effect at CBP, sir. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's show. 30 seconds left. Just want to say thank you for all of you who listened in, whether for it's part part of the show yes, or the whole thank show. You. And thanks Very to much those appreciated. who called in. Absolutely. Just about to say that. Thanks yep. for all those who called in. 
Uh, we'll be hoping to take some more Collins as the weeks go on here. We'll be back on Monday. Yep. But for now, enjoy the rest of playoff baseball today uh, and throughout the rest of the week. Enjoy your college football Saturday. Enjoy your NFL Sunday. We'll be right back here on Monday night talking all things football, baseball, hockey, and more on heavy hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Until Monday, take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. And go.